Welcome to the 38th episode of the Sawdust Nation podcast with a fun-filled, exciting episode ahead of us. With us joining in a new state is Nick over at MPG Creations and Josh over, at, <laughs> Josh over at North Country Woodworking and myself, AJ, over at Crafted and NJ. I have to know, Josh. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm getting your name confused. You moved states, and I'm thinking you're Josh now. Nick, did anything change with our sponsors since you moved down to Texas? Or are they still the same outstanding sponsors? Well, partner, I don't rightly think they changed much. But I'd like to give a good old shout-out oh, to Total Boat Epoxy. Because Total Boat Epoxy is absolutely fantastic. Go ahead and give them a shout-out. Give them a look on Instagram. Uh, and visit their website at www.totalboat.com. And next up there, partner, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm going to need a stronger with, drink for this. Don't mess with Texas. Anyway, <laughs> next up there, partner, we have JTEC Photonics. JTEC Photonics makes outstanding laser platforms for your CNC needs. Go ahead and give them a visit at www.jtechphotonics.com. And pew, pew. that's going to that's gonna be it for our sponsors um, did anybody check out uh, that uh, link we sent out on our on our Instagrams regarding? Uh, I did Orca abrasives. I did too. Yeah. Well, Are yeah. You asking well, us we posted or the them. audience. I'm asking everybody because oh. if you didn't, go check it out, and you can go ahead and get 10 percent off on your what? Orca abrasives order by following the link and using the promo mm-hmm. code. So, yeah, do that. But until then. I got to know, Josh, what's going on in, on in your shop there, partner? <laughs> How do you follow that up? I mean, like, you can't. You just yeah. go along with it. I don't know if you call him partner. I don't know if like, I don't know. Are we I allowed to? Else. I mean, like we're Northeast. I mean, is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, ours is just like guy. Like, you know, what's going on, guy? Anyway, moving on. So in the shop. I've been completing projects. Uh, the table's been built. Um, I actually Which delivered table? the the kitchen table. Nice, yeah, nice. I just so, had to. I had to, you know, clarify. So to kind of backtrack a little bit, thanks, AJ. I did a going away gift for a chief of twenty plus years that was made of walnut and it had the stripes, their name, the time and service, and then the senior NCO creed on the back. The plan on that. Is to everyone will be signing it with some silver marker, permit marker of some nice. sort, and uh, that'd be the gift for them. I'm pretty sure they don't listen to the podcast, so it's safe to go through that. I uh, actually will be making a second one here for another chief that'd be leaving the Air Force. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a two for a two for one. AJ, you had a question? I know you were having some issues with the vector image on that uh, patch. Did you get it squared away? Yeah, um, actually, I did. Um, I went ahead and took it into. Where did I do that? Actually, used easel. In easel, if you mm. double click on the actual image, you're able to mess with the points. And I kind of rounded some curves and took away some mm-hmm. points. Streamlined just, it. Uh, yeah, because I know you had like a. Because I know those vector images when you you know you have them transferred over. So yeah. Once in a while, you get just a little bit of a, a tweak where you don't want it. And I've tried doing it in uh, Aspire, where you change the nodes around. And yeah. uh, sometimes I just screw it up even worse. Well, that's the thing. It's something you have to play around with. So, you know, taking the points, deleting them, adding them. And mm. uh, <laughs> go ahead, Nick. I can't talk with hey, you. Hey, so I think, I think we should actually mention to our 
to our listener base that if you don't have Easel and you want to mess around with it, it's a free download. You can go ahead and d- go to the Inventables website and download it and mess around with it. See if you like it. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be the Easel Pro version, but – and now back to I, you, Josh. How much sleep did you get, Nick? Because oh I remember God, last yeah. episode, you were like falling I asleep. I was dragging. Yeah. Did you so, sleep from last Tuesday until now? Yeah, I haven't shaved in since I <laughs> fell asleep, so I've got <laughs> I've got Probably the – Five day, seven day beard going on. It's all good. <laughs> Looks good, man. Looks good. Fits you well. Thanks. So basically, Nick's <laughs> absolutely right. Easel is a wonderful program. In the beginning, I wasn't so sure about it because it being an online program, but it does have a lot of features, and they're increasing the capability of it. It seems like every month. So if you have a CNC and you're kind of wondering, you know, what you want to use for your program, I would yeah. check it out. Because there are a lot of programs out there, and some of them are up to like what two thousand, three thousand dollars. Yeah. And this, I think for a year, I think they just upped their price because they're adding some new technology, but it's like 200 bucks. Um, mm. It might be less than that. I got a three-year trial with the purchase of my X car. So that's mm. one of the reasons I really don't know the price of it currently. But going back to my story before I was really interrupted, staring at Nick intensely while he laughs. But uh, long story short, I messed with the nose, as AJ pointed out. I got rounded you out. messed with the nose. <laughs> <laughs> nodes bro i did uh, we're gonna keep screwing you up you know that right yeah we're just gonna i know interrupt i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and plow through this and get uh, to <laughs> one of you guys anyway so the nose was fixed the lips were fixed everything was fixed and needed to be and uh it turned out great you can check out the carve i used okra abrasives for the sanding and for the uh what do you call it yeah it's when you take a pad and you buff it yeah a buffer pad there we there go you using go. words you forgot yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days. Anyhow, yeah, I got through it, and uh, it turned out great. I'll be making a second one. Got to use some epoxy in it um, from Total Boat. Got to use some Black Diamond Pigments, um, Odie's Oil. So I got to use a lot of these brands that I truly love working with, and it was just a great little project. Can't wait to start the next one. Uh, the only problem I didn't like about it is all those little engravings, those lines. Mm-hmm. Getting in there with some Odie's, getting the Odie's out. You know, oh, getting that, God. you know, all that dust, it it was a pain, but uh, we'll be talking about air compressors later and I'll tell you how I utilize mine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I got you, didn't I? Anyway, the kitchen table that I'm working on, it's uh, coming together nicely. What's I'm that working, made out of? Uh, pine. <laughs> oh, funny. I wanted to do, I wanted to do ash in the beginning, but what it came down to is uh, the customer purchased a the, piece of ash. It would have been a nice one too. A lot um, of it. A heavy piece of ash, yep, for sure. But uh, what it came down to is the legs were pine they were purchasing, and I was worried about having flow through the actual project. Um, I could have kind of got away with it, but if you stain ash and then you stain pine and put them next to each other, they're, you would have to mess around with it to get it right. It just, yeah. in my mind, wasn't going to flow right. And the customer liked the price of the pine much better than the price of the ash. And the customer's always right. So I went with uh, Pine and, you know, went through a whole pile of boards to get what I needed. Got everything together, put it together. Now I'm running into a little problem that I actually reached out to the two gentlemen I'm talking to today on the legs. I, yeah, I did. Don't lie. Anyway, when I was trying to do the levelers, I'm having a problem getting a straight drill hole. I know you guys can play with that a little bit. Um, Yeah. 
That way, you know, because all the houses that we live in are not straight. Well, go ahead. Jeez. I have a solution. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say here and drink. Oh, what's that? Well, the I mean, if you, had, yeah. if you had the Rockler, uh, you know, drill guide, you, you'd be all right. But uh, Yeah. I'm not cool, willing bro. to spend $300 on that. Hey, I didn't spend $300. 300. That's, I mean, How like, much was it? It's like, it's like 150 well, for no, just the guide, like, but I got the guide with the clamps, so it was like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like Re- regardless. Regardless, I had a gift card, so I, you know, I didn't spend that much. But at the yeah. end of the day, if you had a drill guide, you could get that ninety and be on point. And that's where I'm actually going. There's a thirty-three dollar one that's on Amazon that I'll be purchasing here sometime soon to go ahead and fix my issue. Glamazon, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's Which a brand one? that I've actually used with other stuff. Um, they have Milescraft. Uh, yeah, I think so. Actually, absolutely. But now, does that one? Because I know which uh, what Nick was talking about with the clamp. Because that Milescraft, I don't know. Don't you need a pretty decent size flat surface for that, or can you actually you put do. it on something small? But what I was going to do is attach it to a board and then drill a hole through that board and utilize it that way. Oh, so you you yeah you make a pre-drilled hole. On a board, and you use it that way. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Anyhow, I got. I saw when you're stepping in. It's all good. Going on. I got that going on. I'll be setting that as soon as I figure out the uh, the legs a little bit and the leg holes a little bit. And then I'll be working on the next chief going away present. And additionally, uh, another. I have like three going away presents I'm working on. Um, and then the wine cabinet I'm starting to work on as well, getting that together. Basically, I have a whole bunch of projects I am trying to complete in the shop all at once at the same time, and uh, it's going well. The shop is a mess, and uh, yeah. But with that, enough of me and me stuttering over what I have to do. Nick, what do you have going on in that humongous shop behind you? Yeah, so uh, a couple days ago, I backed my old trailer up to this brand new two-car garage, and uh, emptied her out, and I couldn't believe it was like clown car man pulling stuff out of that that U-Haul trailer. Just filled her on up, filled the garage up, and uh, then the movers came and dropped more stuff off. And I was like, I can't believe I fit all that in my two or my one car garage back in Jersey. So it's a little more spread out now. I got to build a few things, a little bit of shop furniture, nothing too major. Um, but my miter station is now like a folding table. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I had to get rid of the old miter station. It was just not, not something I could take with me, but, uh, I did break down a lot of my materials and I have all the two by fours over in the corner over there. So I don't have to go pay eight nice. bucks a two by four now. Yeah. Other than that though, I got the old, you know, move in the house and, um, I, I'm loving the place. I love Texas. Um, God bless Texas, man. This place is fantastic. The weather, I can, you know, I don't have to put a coat on. I don't have to worry about, you know, Jersey weather, whether it's warm one day or freezing the next. It's always kind of temperate here. But, um, yeah, got my CNC out of the, I almost dropped my CNC machine, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. But, but oh, I, my I, God. I took, You'll be dropping I, like a baby. So I built the I built the uh, cabinet I have it in like a tank. So kudos to me mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> yeah, and then um, 
The electrician will be coming out here soon to wire up some 220 in the garage, add a few extra outlets, and uh, I'll be. I got to just put some track lighting up top, and we're good to go, man. Track tr- track lighting. Uh, whatever. Like the just, the nineties track like, lighting with like the spotlights. Uh, I w- I would like to have like LEDs like that. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. But I'm uh, just picturing knows? something in my head. <laughs> Disco ball drops from the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. That's all I got going on in my shop. What about you there, AJ? Let me guess. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up? on. Hold on. I just want to mention, he got up earlier and opened his garage door and how far away he had to go to do this. Just he almost had to drive there. Yeah, I was literally nice. 25 feet away from you guys when I did that. So Not really, but close. Oh, so yeah, AJ, what's going on in your shop? Let me guess. Flags. You'll be kind of right and kind of wrong at the same time because I finished a few flags and then I got them shipped out today. One's going to Chicago and then one is going to North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> so the Chicago one was going for, um, I believe that they were new recruits going through training and they wanted to, I believe, surprise their um, instructor and uh, with the flag. So they wanted their names on it and then the date range that they were going to uh, school there. And um, that one got sent out. And then a Marine flag got sent out. That's going to North Carolina. And um, I can't post that one up yet because they want to wait until it arrives so that uh, it can be a surprise. And then um, I got a that green and black flag that I'm still working on. That one's got to get some stars and the company logo that's going for um, actually tactical keychains hit me up a while back. And then I kept on putting it off because I didn't know where to get green stain to match his logo color. So um, finally, I got some mix all and made my own stain, which actually worked out really, really well. I dropped it in some Minwax water based stain uh, with a clear tint base and it worked out really well. What else I got going on? Signs I got. I got more orders for – actually, I just got an order for uh, cornhole boards from somebody local that wants a, a set of thin red line with their department's patch on it. And I actually messaged Josh to see price range and whatnot because um, I've only made one set of cornhole boards, and it was just for myself. So I don't know. Um, go ahead. You had problems with the making the hole, didn't you? That's what we were talking yeah, about I before. Did. Okay. Yes, yes. This time I'm going to do it smart and I'm going to take a uh, circular saw and uh, pivot it in in the center and then just grind it out. With well, the, no, you just make the new cornhole board with a box for the hole. Call it a day. I like it. I think triangle. Yeah. Oh, it's, diamond. It's a, more, have you ever seen the wavy boards? I'm not even oh, kidding. They have no. like wavy cornhole boards. That I forget, they call it something else, but it's it is just cornhole, but the board is like wavy. And let me let me try and find it. On doesn't the, that defeat the purpose? Uh, no, it's is apparently it's harder to play because of the optical illusion of the. Oh wave. my lord! It, it, I mean, there's one. Yeah, I'm seeing it. Um, warp hole. They're called warp hole. Warp hole, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's strange. That sounds well. More I like mean, a I can make a wavy flag. A game. <laughs> That'd be cool. You do a wavy flag and do like a epoxy top on it. You know how yeah. heavy that would be. Yeah. Hey, it's not like you're lifting them up and carrying them like a hundred yards or anything. You never know. Wow. Anyway, back to back to the same old stuff that's in my shop. Um, still got that 
bedroom bench that I have to make, which I'm dragging my feet on because it's a larger project. And of course, you know, me, I just want to procrastinate on it. But um, yeah, it, it's it's just a lot of different things. There's actually one project that I got to throw on the CNC over the weekend um, that I've been putting off for quite some time. And no, it's not that Tools Today flag. So um, oh, still so putting that off? Uh, no, I'm, I'm re-rendering it for the 400th time. And uh, I want to re-render it again. No, no, I just haven't. I just haven't touched that one. I've got so much other stuff going on. But um, yeah, I mean, same old stuff that I got going on. You you hear it every week. But I'm sorry to bore everybody out there. You know, Again, same old, same. The old. stuff you're creating is not like you're doing yeah, the same flags. flag over and over. Every flag you do has differences. Like the badge is different. Like the waves are different. It's not like you have a template that you're you just almost going ahead. even. You almost even pushed a flag out that only had 12 stripes. So, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> remember that one? Unique. Oh, tr- trust me. Oh, actually, do you remember? I think I talked to you guys about it, about messaging a customer after it's delivered, you know, to see, because you never heard anything back. Yeah. And I was, that was that flag. That was that four-footer. I was so worried that it arrived, you know, either something was wrong with it or whatnot, or the guy hated it. And I'm, I bit the bullet and messaged them and- I think a day later I got a message back that, you know, everything was fine with it. You know, he's just – because that was actually going to be a cover for a liquor cabinet that he was making. Mm. He's like, so I'm still in the process of building the cabinet itself, but, you know, the flag is fine. Every, everything's fine with it. I really like it. So it was almost like a sigh of relief at that point. So Can, can, I, can I bring something up real quick? Uh, and I think this affects all three of us, and that that is like lack of communication from customers. Uh. Like when they when they inquire about something, <laughs> and mm-hmm. no, check it out because I've had this happen where they inquire about something, and then you you know you ask a uh, follow up question, or you'll be like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, I could accommodate. This is the price or whatnot. You provide them a quote, whatever, and then you get radio silence for like a month or even two weeks, mm-hmm. and. You're like, well, maybe it wasn't meant to be. And then out of the blue, mm-hmm. the customer messages you and says, hey, man, is that project done for me? <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> I've been there. Fortunately, I made a project as like a, a practice project for this particular case. I made the item just to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I made it well. So when they did message me, back i was like yeah no problem i'll get it out to you but you know okay i know i think josh has had this issue before okay my customer base a lot of time when they reach out they're like hey here's a picture of what i want and that's great i I can't really price off a picture like that because i need to know size and know there's details that need to be worked out and a lot of the customers don't realize that until i start asking questions some of them panic and don't message me back some of them (laughs) will message back and then when i get to a price they'll do what you you know, we're talking about Nick and they'll be quiet. And then all of a sudden they'll mm-hmm. be like, I want that project. And I have to scroll back wondering what project they're, you know, talking about. Oh my. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I had one recently where they reached out about a very particular project. I asked my very particular questions. They said yes to those questions. And then I waited for them to respond to my last question. Mm-hmm. You know, some, I, I do a feeler. A lot of times I'll reach out after a week or two to see like, Maybe they forgot about the conversation or something happened. And this particular individual responded with, <laughs> uh, I can't do the project. This is defective or something. 
around that lines, the, what they wanted to include into this project. And then I informed them that that's the way it needed to be. I know this is very confusing, but long story short. Um, yeah, I have problems with, um, communication with customers all the time. Mm-hmm. It's either they're not reading what I actually asked them and they're answering just, you know, off the yep. hip or they're not prepared for the questions that I have to get to their desired product. And, I, and you I, know, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but a lot of our issues, and I was talking with uh, Kim about this, is I just had somebody um, talk to Kim about a project that I could make and they go, I want to sign. Okay, what color? I don't know. How big? I don't know. I'm. It, it's like, but you want it, so you gotta give. You gotta give me something because I'll make it. You know, forty feet wide by a hundred feet tall. You know, but is that realistic? And I'll paint it pink for all I know. You gotta give yeah. us something. Some customers will come. I've had it where they went. Here's the size flag. Here's the colors. Here's the badge. This is where I want it. You know, locations where they want names. And when can you have it done? But others, it's like you're pulling teeth with it. And Yo, there's nothing it, it, more easier than making something to specs. When I had a customer provide me a diagram, uh, wow! Basically, they they sent me the dimensions of the size font that they wanted, the dim- you know, like wow. the spacing, everything, and it was it was wonderful because there was no guesswork. I didn't have to worry yeah. about messing it up yeah, yeah. because I had all I had the blueprint right in front of me. Um, but yeah, that guesswork sometimes can bite you in the rear, especially if you know the customer isn't responding after you ask a, a follow up question, like "Hey, I need to finish your project, but I gotta know what's going on in your shop, man." You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely frustrating when you talk to the customer sometimes, especially when there's a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be a constant, you know, they'll reach out and it's like, it's awesome to give you that picture and you get down to the nitty gritty. And what I don't like is I don't charge anyone for my time to price anything mm-hmm. out. My shop is not big enough where I could do that and actually utilize, you know, get customers. So yeah. I'll spend all this time planning, you know, their project, you know, trying to get all these details from line by line. Because usually it's Facebook Messenger or Instagram, except for a phone call where you can just ask mm-hmm. and get a response. And you spend all this time, and all of a sudden they're like, no, you know what? Nah. Or like, I could buy that at Target for, you know, $30. And Are you like, serious? People say that to you? I've had people oh. say that to me. Like, hey, can you make this? And I'm like, yeah, that's going to be $50. Oh, I could buy that at Target for like $20. i am like, well, that's great. Yep. I'm custom making this. Go buy it at Target then. I'm I'm sorry. Pretty much not the response I give. I do it as politely as I can. But uh, there's a lot of people that do not understand that a mass-produced product is cheaper than something that is one-off in my shop. Yeah. I I fully get it. A lot of people. Yeah, go Go ahead. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, a, A lot of people don't understand that. And this is going back like, oof, I don't even know, episode two, three, something. We were talking about it. I had somebody message me about a wooden crate and something else small, but I I forget how much I was going to charge her. And I, I didn't know anything about pricing. So I just kind of like pieced it together and I was losing money because of course I was underpricing and she comes back and goes, that's absolutely, I mean like three paragraphs of why 
I'm a jerk, and how can I charge this much for something when Walmart sells it for $10? And I'm going, because Walmart is mass producing these, and it's not, it's not, I'm hand making it. I'm making one of them, not yeah. 10,000 of them. So, so it's I'll the same argument you hear. So when my customers, like, or potential customers send me a picture from uh, Pinterest or wherever else, <laughs> right? Um, they'll be like, hey, can you make this? But they won't include the price in the picture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm like, Love hey, these. I'll start doing the, the research, right? Because I'll go on Pinterest and look or I'll go do a Google search for the item name or whatnot. And if I find it, I'll actually tell them, like, look, you would be better off ordering this from them. Just trying to, mm-hmm. like, avoid the whole awkward situation where you're, like, a $40 item is going to cost them 75 bucks because it's going to take me a little more time to do uh, than just, you know, getting it from China. Uh, anyway, so – and I'll tell them, like, hey, you're, you're better off just getting it here because I can make it. And unless you really want me to make it, I'll make it by all means. But it's going to cost this much. And that mm-hmm. usually at that point is end of transmission for them, you know? Like, oh, okay, thanks, man. And then whatnot. But, yeah, definitely been there. I actually have a challenge for our listeners. If they want to email us a the most rancid customer story that they have, deal, like the most awkward or whatnot, uh, uh, about pricing – like things that customers have actually said to them. I want to hear it. Just shoot us a voice message or type us an email. Send it to sawdustationpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear it. Yeah, if we get enough of those, we could do a segment. As long as you guys keep it clean as possible. Yeah, you know. and we'll be I sure mean, we can not always to edit mention them too. And leave names out. <laughs> well, we, we can make it like just a ratchet episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast where we just like, you know, scary, scary stories. You know, like a like a socket like and a ratchet. Any open it up to basically any horror customer stories you have. So it could be dealings with pricing. It could be dealings with like end results. That, that sounds like a horror. really raunchy episode. Oh, well, you said horror. Can, horror. Yeah. What do you think I said? <laughs> Never mind. You'll hear it, You'll hear it yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Anyway. Um. Man, I had something to add to uh, Sorry. Nick. I cannot remember. Um, you just got me totally off track here. Um, That's impossible. Uh, yeah, I remember halfway through when we we're talking about something completely yeah. different. And uh, all you got to do is up. just add the elevator music right now, and then you can think about it. Yeah, Actually, <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> well, we were. Where did we shoot off from? We shot off from AJ's shop, didn't we? Yeah, yep. we uh, interrupted uh, him. I think we went from. Wavy cornhole boards to uh, talking about customers to you name it. Yep. Oh, so, that's what I, I remember now. So oh, Josh music, remembers. So anyway, Nick, here. I heard you had questions. <laughs> and we're done here. Uh, no, seriously. If you have a customer that sends you a picture and you know it's from a site, you can crop it. And then if you have a Android phone option to scan the actual photo mm-hmm. and it will reverse search it. And that's what I do. So I'll actually download the photo, crop it, or just throw it into my save. And there's like a box with a um, – almost looks like the Instagram symbol on the bottom. And you click it and it'll scan it and it'll actually pull any kind of wording from the photo or any kind of picture. And you can mm. search the picture. And that's how I find like the exact listing they pulled it from. 
So mm-hmm. I know where they're actually looking and what price range. So I could do something similar to Nick and be like, hey, like this says it's $25. I'm going to charge you 75 to 100 depending on details. It makes yeah. it a lot easier to get to that point of they really want something custom made or they just really want something, a talking piece. Yeah, that or if you know they're trying to, to baloney you, you know what I mean? Like, well, mm-hmm. you can get this here for this much. And and you double check and it's like, look, you know, no, you can't. So do me a favor. Yeah. But we have questions. Anywho. Anywho so we have some we questions. Got, silence. Yes, we Hello? Are we are we live? We're doing it live, everybody. So anyway, sort we got a question of. sent in by the one, the only Sam, who had sent us an email. Yeah. So Sam wrote in and said, well, hey, Josh. What, what was that? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't what, what was that? No, no. Anyway, no. Sam wrote in. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm trying to read here. There's no picture, oh. so we can't have Nick do it. It says, hey, wow. Josh, Mick, and AJ. Wait, Mick? Mick? <laughs> yep, M-I- Mick. Mick. M-I-C-K. <laughs> we have Mickey Mouse. Anyway. Uh, still really enjoying the podcast every week. Uh, two questions. Number one, with summer coming up, and well, endless summer for Nick or Mick, how do you keep your shop comfortable? The temperatures and humidity. Okay, Mick, let us know how you keep your shop comfortable. Well, I haven't had to deal with it yet down here in Texas, but I'm thinking <laughs> about getting myself one of them fine, fine air conditioners for the garage. Uh, Going to build a little uh, slot. With, uh, what do you call it, plywood and slide it in the door. This way, like under the garage door. This way I can run the air- AC during the day or whenever I'm in the shop and then pull that whole sucker inside the garage and shut the door if, it, when I'm when I'm going to bed or done with the, the shop. But that's, that's how I'm going to climate control my garage this summer. I know it gets super hot down here in San Antonio. So how about you there, AJ? So with the with your setup, you're gonna go on. You're gonna open up the garage door, have a plywood block off with a hole for intake air for for the air air for the, excuse me the air conditioner to stick out. And this way, now when you have your door open, won't the top be open? So you're gonna no, be no. allowing hot. Well, go ahead. Even if it does, it's still gonna work because I've seen it done. <laughs> I've seen it done in okay. my neighborhood. You could always so, plug it. Go- You've been there for like a week. I'm going to jump on this bandwagon real quick. (gasps) Yes. If he does it underneath the door, because that's what I did this last summer, the top Uh will definitely be open. But if he builds a little platform for the bottom that's solid and then takes the hose, have it so it comes up from the top, he can close out the top with that and then have a piece at the bottom that's one solid piece. So, yeah, he's going to have to do a little bit Uh more work. But at least he'll have it kind of enclosed a lot better off than he would mm-hmm. if it just went underneath the door. An idea. That's what I'm going to try this summer. So, yeah. My my old neighbor did that um, in mm. housing where Josh lives. Uh, yep. The I guess their air conditioner went out uh, and the whole entire house heated up. So they gave him wall units. Well, they never came to pick up the wall units. So he used it for his garage for the rest of the summer. <laughs> And that's how he did it. So yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it. It's just uh, you kind of, especially like uh, Mick and myself have to rent, so we can't just drill holes in the side of the uh, the garage. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, well, for myself, I just get a, I get a block of ice and I put a fan in front of it and hope it lasts the whole summer. Do you seriously Nothing? do that? Because I've I've heard that works. If you if you put <laughs> you, that's ice how I in can, a bucket. That, well, that's how I control ice. the humidity and temperature. You know, in the window, bro. You honestly look like you're. I don't know what's going on. My phone just. (laughs) Anyway, no, I I have a window box uh, unit that I was actually fortunate enough to get from my uh, uh, in-laws because they had it just sitting in their garage and they didn't need it anymore. So I was like, "Ooh, I think that one will fit because it's an odd size window. It's like between Uh sizes, so uh, that one fit perfect. What? Tween size. I don't have a big window and I don't have a small window. I got like a medium happy-go-lucky kind of window. Okay, yeah. guy. Whatever helps and you then, sleep uh, at night. Wow. This is a tough crowd. <laughs> tough, tough crowd. So this anyway, Josh. Interesting what do you, episode. What do you do for your AC cooling, heating, uh, humidity? Um, my wife got me an AC unit for I think Father's Day last year and basically – I was running underneath the door, much like uh, Nick was going to do in his new Texas location. Uh, but I'm going to mix things up a little bit and try going from the top and then plugging the bottom and uh, seeing how that works. So, Oh, boy. If I had a bigger shop um, and enough room, I would put a little mini split system so that I could just have it mounted on the wall and, you know, just like a regular AC system. But that would yeah, be ideal. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love to install something that's just permanently up there and then, you know, shut it off, you know, during the winter, obviously, and turn on the heater. But so check it yeah, out. Well, if, if it was if it was my house and I built the darn thing, I would just go ahead and HVAC in the garage as well, you know, yeah, and absolutely. make sure make sure the entire garage was insulated so I had heating and air conditioning in there. But you know, it's just not in the cards right now. Yeah, no kidding. I'm actually running into the whole running issue right now with uh, some tools. But moving on, number two, would you rather only be able to see the world in shades of green or have everything you eat taste like boiled potatoes? Happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. Sam. Throwing it off to AJ. I'm going to go with shades of green. Boiled potatoes. Come on. Nobody wants boiled potatoes. I mean, they are good. Yeah, they are. Especially because he didn't say you can't add toppings. So like, well, he said everything would taste like boiled ah, potatoes. Would taste so. like yeah, yeah. Oh. Not that you would eat boiled potatoes. You would everything would taste it. So you'd have ice cream and you'd be eating boiled potatoes. I'd rather see, I'd rather see everything in green. Who cares? At least I could still taste. Yeah, right. You feel I mean, me? I'm colorblind. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I'm colorblind. So yeah, we could tell by your choice of clothing. So. Uh, yeah, doesn't really matter to me. We go with green. <laughs> um, oh man, that's gonna be. Hot. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm wow, these ribs really taste like boiled potatoes. <laughs> wow, okay, yeah, I like food way They're too so much. Tender. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm gonna have to go with the whole sea green. Yep, seeing green, outstanding. Yep, well, okay, that about wraps so, uh, that question up. We can <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Hey, I think we have another question. We we do. We have a question that got sent in by one of our faithful listeners from day one, and his name is Trails. And guess what, guys? I don't have it pulled up on the Instagram account. So, Josh, what is it? Oh, I don't either. So, Nick, what is it? 
Well, well, guys, if you just give me one moment here, I'll be able to pull it up, and we'll be able. Whoever pulls to it up first wins. What's up? No, I've I've got it right here. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. Okay, we all got it. We all do a line or what? Sure. No, I'm going to say one word. Hey. Okay. Guys. <laughs> hey guys. Question for the podcast this week. My question is: How far away do you from the surface do you keep the magnets behind the surface of your beer bottle openers, and how many magnets do you put? Thanks, guys. For looking forward to hearing back from you. Trails Custom Woodworks, Isaiah. Sorry, my eyes are a little. Two thousand twenty. I can't One. read. I'm I'm illiterate. My bad. I know. No pictures. You can't read. I got you. <laughs> it's right. got to be in crayon. It's got to be written in crayon for me to read it. <laughs> crayon a marker. Quick. So I got a quick I, answer for trails. Uh, I don't uh, make beer bottle openers. So, AJ. Um, well, if I have a three uh, three quarter inch piece, I would probably drill it down. I think about like half inch because I, I tried one magnet at um, like uh, just the depth of the magnet because I'm using the same ones Josh is using. And I want to say those are only like three millimeter thick, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, I don't remember, but I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I go as far as I can. Like I do a test piece of the thickness mm-hmm. of whatever I'm doing, which I don't remember offhand what I have used in the past. And I go down until like minimal material because I want that bottle to, yeah. you know, cap the stick. And I use two. So I get as, you know, much out of it as I can. Um, if someone's buying that from me, I want to make sure that's going to operate exactly how it's supposed to. And you've, I sent you a video when I first did my first one. I literally can throw a nail across the room and it hits it and it will stick. The first one didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, if I remember correctly, you threw it with the utmost confidence and yeah. it failed miserably. Yeah, because I think it hit the point or something stupid. But, mm-hmm. you know, I did it again. And as long as it has some surface area other than just the point, just the tip, it worked great. Josh, you know, um, you should get an electromagnet and plug it in the wall. This way, it'll just suck the Tin Man through a keyhole. <laughs> I, I usually yeah, you just turn use it on and the whole room those. starts to slide. Everything metal starts to get. <laughs> That's some good anchors you're using in the wall if that bottle opener or that, yeah, that bottle opener is staying on Doesn't the wall. Doesn't move. Yeah. Your, your cast iron tables, move, your joiners moving across the shop. Yeah, everything's rolling across the shop. Iron Man. Yeah, that's right. You got saw blades and wood chisels like stuck that, in a wall. That... <laughs> <laughs> no, not and nothing's around it. It's all just piled right into the, the center of where that magnet is, and it just grows as it okay. just keeps collecting stuff. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are saying that I might overdo it with my magnet usage. No, I'm saying I, this is what I, you should do. <laughs> okay. When when you turn the uh, the magnet on, your lights like the whole neighborhood <laughs> <Flicker>. dims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, man, uh, we went down a no. rabbit hole there. <laughs> uh, we have in more business it, to obtain uh, to attain to, right? Well, I think AJ would like to finish his. Uh... Nope, don't care anymore. <laughs> mm. Don't care. Mm. Sorry, AJ. Move on. No, it's all right. Uh, I had nothing we had a little, to say. But this is your part, AJ, because we had a little contest last week, didn't we? Y- yes, we did, and we were gonna have we're gonna be giving away that nice bottle opener that I was gonna tell you how many magnets and how I did it. But go ahead, we'd like to hear more about this uh, wonderful bottle opener. 
Real quick, because I know you, y'all both are good. Anyhow, that was great, AJ. Thanks for telling See, us. See, I could um, just keep talking over you, so it's it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lose my train of thought on this one. <laughs> I used my CNC to drill the hole out for that magnet, and uh, not a regular Fostner bit. But hold on. But I used my router in a shoddy way to cut out the cornhole hole. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, <laughs> you thought about the CNC for the bottle opener, but you never yeah. use a CNC for the one thing. Oh, wow. That's, well, that's the, the hole on the cornhole was six inches. The magnet was in millimeters, so I figured I had to be more precise. <laughs> so I went with a CNC. Did she have to hammer that magnet in? No, I cut it so perfectly that it just dropped right in, and then I filled it with some total boat. And let that baby cure. And I did two magnets. Did you do any color with your total boat? No, I didn't. How did, did you finish the magnet? The wood. How'd you finish the wood? Odie's. That was, uh, yeah, that, that, those yeah, walnut and paduke. You don't what remember did you the sand episode? it to? Uh, let me think of what. I think only, I want to say 220. I went high That's on it. Typically, yeah, where I go, 220. So it was. Did you use a? Did you do it by hand with the orca pads or what? No, I used the discs on the orca. That were orca. Anyway, there was an episode we talked about that where he threw it into a pool and hit Billy Bob or whatever. You don't remember that? No. I remember it clear as day. And oh. we were talking about the total bow halcyon, and that I oh, laid that's it, what it and was, you asked yeah. me why I used halcyon on bottle openers, and that's when I yep. went into the deep dark rabbit hole of why I use Halcyon when you might have a backyard pool party, throwing it to your boy, your bro, remember your bro into the pool because he said, yeah. yo, I need a cold one and I got to open it, but I'm in the pool, bro. Handsome. Yeah, it's uh, good times. Anyway, so we hit on Odie's, we hit on Halcyon, total boat. Um, moving on. Sorry, well, we're all over the place in this episode. So who won? <laughs> uh, you. <laughs> Anyway, so we have a winner from the giveaway. We had several entries. Thank you for submitting your entries. And now AJ's going to tell us who the winner is. Drum roll. We, we went through the thousands of emails that we had gotten, and we had to go through each and every picture. And there were quite a few that were very interesting. They were awesome projects. But it all came down to... This one particular build that really stood out from the crowd, and it stood about 10 feet tall on the front wall, and that would be the build that Alan Stonerock sent in of his kid's playhouse that he built in his backyard. And the front wall, as I mentioned, was 10 feet tall, and I should just be in a Dr. Seuss book at this point. And it was made out of all antique windows that him and his wife had picked up at antique stores and salvage yards. And then uh, the one thing that caught my eye was the front door. I don't know if you noticed that door. That it's almost like a mosaic on the bottom. And that that's just it's funky looking, you know, with all the windows. And I'm curious on the inside of it. You can get a small glimpse of it through some of the windows, but um, it almost looks like one of those, like Josh said, like those tiny houses that uh, the that's the new rage that all the kids are saying nowadays. So, and, um, so for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about because they can't see it, we're going to go ahead and post a picture up on our Instagram and tag the the creator. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 
So you guys can appreciate. I mean, he did an amazing job. We're yeah. actually going to ask for some. Sorry, more I didn't pictures. mean to cut you off there, AJ. But at no, first, no, I was like, I don't know. Job. These people are probably listening, like um, trying to picture it. Well, that's why I'm, you know, describing it. I'm trying to be the uh, the the voice of the picture. Oh, I'm becoming one of the picture. Yes, yes. Every picture tells a thousand words, and you that's said every last one of them. Awkward. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this 38th episode of Sawdust Nation, and I will not be joining on the 39th. <laughs> this is my uh, last episode. Nah, you have to be there, man. I Sorry. almost didn't make it to this episode. I was asleep on the couch when you messaged me. Oh, man. Wow. Just letting everybody one. on. That's on that, the, exci- uh, that exciting life going on. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the exciting life of staying up way too long and doing too many projects. So do you so, do you nap before you go into garage for the evening and then go to bed afterwards? No. If I do, oh. I'll never go into the garage. I come home either will if uh I'll let you I'll let you guys in on the ba- the background of my daily life. Um I'll come home, we'll either eat dinner beforehand or I'll go into the shop if Kim's at yoga and then I'll work, we'll eat dinner at probably 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night and then we go to bed. It's it's mm. a long night. Because if I stop once I get home, I can't. I can't restart. I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so, with that, once again, correct, congratulations to Alan, and we will be messaging you shortly. So, with that, Nick came up with a fantastic, outstanding topic for us to discuss today, and I know I personally wanted to talk about this for quite some time, but. Nick came up with a good topic about air compressors, how many you should own, which ones you should own, what types you should own, if you should regulate all of them, if they should all be regulated or some of them, how many hoses you should need. Do you need quick connect? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to throw it to you, Nick. What do you have in your shop? So for the folks who are the weekend – No, no, no. For the folks who are the weekend warriors – uh, or the guys working in the garage, guys and gals working in the garage at night while people are sleeping, I highly recommend getting a silent flow or something that's super quiet. Just because when it kicks on, you're not going to wake anybody up. I know the the smaller like pancake compressors, when they kick on, uh, everybody in the house knows it. So <laughs> I have a silent flow two-gallon underneath my CNC machine, and I use that for using pin nails, uh, like whatever I, I, I need, any sort of like tool-wise. I also have a 60-gallon floor-mounted compressor. It's got uh, the legs that are, you know, mounted to the floor. <clears throat> Excuse me. I use that for everything else. So air tools mm-hmm. for the car. Um, if I had a spray air gun, I would use it for that. It, you know, it's just – it handles a heavier load. And I also blow the shop out with that because it's not kicking on every two minutes. When you know, if you you do a two two uh, gallon air compressor, you're gonna have that thing running constantly if you're blowing your entire shop out. Mm-hmm. That being said, what about you guys? Hmm? I, I know I have a sixty gallon Ingersoll Rand um, two twenty volt Mambo Jumbo, and it it's it's loud. You know, once you kick it on, it just kicks and it, it fills up and holds air for quite some time. So you got plenty of air to use if you need to. Um, I also have a Porter Cable six-gallon pancake compressor that is louder than I think the, the big Ingersoll. 
And um, I know Josh and I, when we went over to Pete's house, we saw that little California air compressor that he has that is mm-hmm. as quiet, if not quieter, than a refrigerator. And you literally kick it on. And their decibel rating on that, um, on one specific one that I'm looking at, is 65 decibels. They do a scale on their on their website that it says it's actually less than you talking. So your conversation is apparently louder than this compressor. So honestly, I might switch out. I like having the six gallon because you have that reserve capacity. But honestly, get rid of that, get rid of pancake, and then get one of these little California air compressors. And I think I'll be set just because of the the one big factor is how quiet they are. You don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. them. Agreed. So I, I think I would take quiet over storage. And apparently they're maintenance-free. Compre- uh, the compressors are maintenance-free, so you don't have to worry about any oil. I don't know about your 60-gallon, but, uh, you know, I got to do maintenance on it every once in a while. Yeah, my, my 60-gallon is oil, has oil. Mm-hmm. So I just I haven't run it enough. It, so the past four years it's been sitting there without being used. So uh, And I oh, got wow. it right before I, right before I – came to uh, new jersey from charleston so he only had maybe a couple months worth of use and then mm. sat for four years was it brand well, new when you got it yeah brand new it's one of the 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 lowe's store specials the cobalts I, I think mine I, I think the the inspection tag that's on it is from like 1990 or something like that and it's still kicking the parts well, are completely opposite obsolete for, for it but they don't make them like they used to, though. You know, I mean, they it used to make them stout, and now they make them now they make them pretty chintzy. Yeah. Oh, can I say that? Is that a is that a bad word? I don't know. No. Okay. Well, they make them terrible anyway. now. What about you, Josh? I fell asleep there for a second. Um, wow. <laughs> no, see, I don't have much on compressors. Um, the one I have is a Craftsman Pancake. I think it's like six. Probably the same um, as that loud. Table. Yeah. yeah. It, it basically, you can hear it, you know, five houses down inside. <laughs> like, if it's on at night and I forget to unplug it and it runs, it wakes my kids up. It's horrible. But it does everything I need it to. You know, I don't have many air tools, you know. Um, for blowing out this tiny shop, it isn't bad. And for um, utilizing it for, like, that recent project I did in Walnut, I was able mm-hmm. to blow a lot of the material and excess ODs and whatnot. That's how I got it all out. And uh, it works fairly well. I mean, it might run once or twice during that time, but I don't leave it plugged in. So it's not going to just run when it wants mm-hmm. to. Um, I would like to get a quieter one. Yeah, it would definitely be beneficial in the fact that I could leave it plugged in. I always had that available. But it only takes a little while to actually pressurize. Yeah. Um, and if I had a big shop like uh, Nick now, I would definitely just use a uh, leaf blower, electric leaf blower, one of the you know major brands. Get that battery operated and call that a day. I I at this time don't need a huge compressor, and I don't foresee needing one. Um, if taking up an outlet that I could use for a tool, uh, you know what I'm saying, um, especially two twenty. But uh, yeah, I, that's my take. Obviously, things might change later down the way, but. Yeah, 60, 60 gallon it just I think would be a waste for me um and the pack it would just <laughs> it would load up once and I would probably wouldn't utilize it 
enough for it to go again my remainder of my time here. So Yeah. Okay. Well, um with that, you wanna wrap? Yeah, it's up to you guys. Uh we yeah. did the giveaway, we talked about our topic. Um we have some events that are coming up. Um keep in mind that uh we will have a guest at the end of this month, two episodes from now. And uh, we'll yeah, have, on the thirtieth. We'll have a special guest at that time. And in the beginning of the month, we do our YouTube live at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on YouTube's. It's going to be April 6th. Yep. Yep. April 6th will be the live and March 30th. I believe that this week or this month is Lucas over at Man Made, right? It absolutely is. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, you know, hopefully you can join us for that. Let's talk about our giveaway a little bit more on the 6th. So what we have is a Cutsall disc. Yes, we do. What kind of Cutsall? Uh, same exact one that I use. Um, it's going to be the Cutsall original disc in uh, its coarse um, type. So it's not the fine, not the very coarse. It's the middle of the ground, the one that I've been using for quite some time now. I actually just tried the extremes out and um, very good. Very, It takes a lot of material out. Okay. Anyway. So if you want to be like AJ and carve beautiful <laughs> wavy flags – Show up on the 6th of April on our YouTube Live and for a chance to win that Cutsall disc. And we have Orca Abrasives. It's a sample package, right? I, I got I to gotta look and see. It, it's, it's, a, a, it's actually a pretty big package, I, I, I believe, because I saw the, uh, the description a couple weeks ago, but I didn't look at it re- recently. But um, You didn't you're look get at the it. package to see if it was big? I didn't yeah. look at the package to see if it was big. Uh, I just took uh, Orca's word for it. Anyway, um, you're going to have a shot to win some Orca abrasive sandpaper and other products. Uh, we will go ahead and get that listed on our website with pictures here shortly. Uh, excuse me, not website, on our Instagram. We'll go ahead and list the events, the times, um, the dates, what's happening with who and when. That way uh, you guys can, you know, look at that and get reminders. Probably do a story, too, with a countdown. That way you can uh, subscribe to that and it will notify mm-hmm. you when those events are happening. Yeah. So. Very good. But, yeah, give our give Cutsall and Orca some love on uh, the Big IG and uh, check out their pages as well. Who else should our listeners give some love to, Nick? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So, for the best epoxies and varnish finishes visit www.totalboat.com. So hop on that boat, Total Boat. And <laughs> if you're looking for that laser, pew, 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 for your CNC machine, head over to JTEC Photonics. Uh, Jay over at JTEC Photonics has outstanding customer service and top-rated laser products. So give them a visit, www.jtechphotonics.com. And tell them Nick sent you. Cool. Well, if you want to send a a question into the podcast, you can message us on Instagram, myself over at Crafted and NJ. My name is AJ, by the way. Nick over at NPG Creations, or you could send Howdy. a nice, lovely he- hello, Texan, who's texting. Get it's it? It's Mick now, by the way. Yes. Hi, Mick. It's Mick from NPG Creations and Josh over at N- uh, N North Country Woodworking, right? North Country Woodworking or you NPG Creations Country? Oh, you're, you're no? killing me now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> joke, joke's dead. This will be the last episode, I'm telling you. Anyway, if you also want to reach us over at the Sawdust Nation podcast, you can reach it on IG on Instagram, Sawdust Nation podcast. 
You can also send an email to sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. And um, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, leave a comment. The reviews help us gain more followers, more listeners, and get higher in the ranks. And with that, I'm going to throw it to Josh for final words. And the big catch here. Nick, what do you have? Take care of yourselves and each other. Until next time, see you down the road of peace. Uh, Bye-byes, everybody. I'll see you next week. See, he's coming back. Send this contract. That's what you think. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Sawdust Nation podcast. Can't wait to see you next time. Sawdust Nation out. Y'all. Howdy. Dude, I love Texas, man. This place is so awesome. They got these things called long johns, but they look like big old donuts, but they're not. Man, they got chocolate on them. And then they have this drink called Big Red. Have you ever had Big Red? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's like the worst drink ever, but I can't stop drinking it. It tastes like bubble gum and chemicals. I'm not even kidding.